Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh, my goodness. It's a counter-attack. It's to get dropped And now get down the middle. Drop again. It's a Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chessy Hour. You're joined by me, your host today, Babs, and I'm joined by two um, lovely gentlemen. Jerry, Jerry, how you doing? Hey, man, good to be here. Another day at Chelsea. What's <laughs> you not, sound so enthusiastic, brother. What's not to love? <laughs> hey, listen, man, you're, you're making it sound like I'm, I'm holding you his hostage. <laughs> uh, I, I do what I can with what I'm giving, Babs. Oh, I hear it, my bro, I hear it. And Timson, Timson, how you doing? I'm ready for the therapy session, bro. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. And where else to start but the 1-0 loss to Frank Lampard's Everton? Um, unfortunately, I didn't watch the game, so I can't really give much insight into it, but I'm going to have to rely on you guys because for me personally, as, as I said, you know, look, I, I need my peace. You know, I need my peace. I need my mental health intact. So Chelsea and me right now, we're not really, you know... <laughs> Is a is a bit of a give and take relationship. So, Jerry, um, I'm gonna get come over to you first. Did you first, I'm gonna ask you, did you watch the game, and um, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I caught, I think the first, maybe sixty or seventy minutes. 
Um, and I just thought we, we just didn't turn up. Like, we just, we, we just weren't there. Um, and we, I mean, we started off with um, the, the the front two with Havertz and, and Werner. And the past couple of games, uh, Havertz, you know... I was I was thinking this to myself the other day after the, after the game. I was thinking to myself like, have we had what eighteen months of build up for three weeks of form? Like, is that is that what's going on, bro? <laughs> hey, band of baby twenty nine, please. <laughs> so him and Werner haven't really had the intended effect, shall we say, in the past couple of games. Um, so our attack's been um, well. It's another another. Um, Another game with the recurring issue um, with our blunt attack. Um, I thought Mount was quite um, Loftus Cheek was probably this standout player in the midfield um, with his uh, runs from deep, driving through the the heart of the Everton midfield. I think uh, Alonso is kind of back to Alonso, and uh, James didn't have the best game, so it was just it just felt like no one turned up, and you know end of the season as much as it's disappointing that 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 can happen yeah definitely this period of the season whereby it's like you know you're just trying to get results not really trying to focus on your performances this kind of is like the area where bro, you, you do we, we, we didn't even get the result bro <laughs> bro we didn't even get the result and that's what i mean like that's this where you see those slips and slides i'm gonna say like if you compare it to even the, the sari season you know we were fifth for a while and you saw all of a sudden man united just crumbled so it just goes to that even though you're not playing the best, you still need to like really like grind out the results. So, when it comes to you, Tim, sorry, Tim, before, before, let me uh, just hop in here. Uh, do, you, do you think the squad has a, a, a mentality problem? Because we've had this um, word thrown around with, I think, various Conte, managers. Yeah, yeah. various Conte, managers. Sorry, Lampard. Um, Tuchel hasn't said anything about it yet. Um, and I think like the, the, this year especially has really showed me like we're we're almost passion merchants like when when the, when the lights are on and it's a big game um and it it, it, it kind of fits our style of play um the players have more space um uh they, they can operate uh with more time on the ball closer to the goal um obviously we've got players like Werner, Havertz, um, Pulisic uh, Mount, these guys all love space. Um, so when the games are tight, it just seems like they can't they can't shot for it. And when the stakes aren't high, if it's not a UCL night, they can't produce a consistent level uh, or a level of performance consistent enough um, to sustain a, a, a title challenge. Um, and I think. If this is a squad mentality issue, then how do you how do you fix that? We've changed the manager. <laughs> We're changing owners. I mean, how much more can you change? I mean, the only thing that's left is the players. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good point. It's definitely a good point. And personally, I do I do think we are do a good squad refresh, you know, and it does seem as though we're gonna get that, and that's definitely something we're gonna um come on to later on in the pod. But I think that's definitely a good point you you raise because you know, the mentality thing is something that, you know, us fans, you know, we, we, we raise quite a bit, but it's always like a bit, it's always tough to, you know, really give a firm, you know, actual answer on it because we're not professional footballers, so we'll never really get it. But 
as outsiders looking in, it, it does get kind of like worrying when you're seeing the same sorts of results and patterns emerging over various different years and various different managers with different players being added. So it's definitely okay. something that we, we, we would want to get answers on eventually. And the thing is, when I say mentality, I don't necessarily mean these players have um, a poor mentality. They're obviously professionals, um, but I don't know whether there's certain squad dynamics, um, whether something to do with the culture of the the, the team. I don't know what it is, um, whether the demands of the season, I don't, whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, there is something that, I mean, sometimes we, we literally just play to the level of our opponent. So who, if someone good comes into town, play good. If not, then... We're just average. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. I'm going to come with you. So what, what do you think about that, personally? Sorry, just um, rephrase, say that again, please. Um, Jerry? Say, sorry, say what? Just, just in terms of rephrasing that question regarding the mentality thing. You just, you just oh, I was just saying, do you think, like, over this over this past season and in, in the past with the squad, obviously we've had all these managers talk about the squad's mentality like do you think that there's there's an issue there or do you think it's just it's just form um and it's because obviously i've seen at points this season um we've played fantastic but is that just the the, the natural variation of a team or do you think there's a, a underlying issue there um instead of saying underlying issue um it's something it's a desirable trait um or something or a trait that's missing in the current Chelsea squad, whether it's because they lack something or they just haven't um they, they haven't grown to have um a certain kind of um indestructible mentality in the sense that they walked into enemy territory, the fireworks, the hostility in Goodison it was the the record um the record at goodison in the premier league um indirectly applying pressure to the fixture um and just a, and just how hostile the the whole atmosphere and scenario was now liverpool obviously liverpool um faced that to an extent um obviously not the whole goodison atmosphere but just the overall hostility um, of the fans, the team, um, and just the general aura that uh, Everton projected. And they still rose above it because they were the better side. And they said, it does not matter what you come with off the field. The game is played on the field and we are better than you. And we will show that on the field in that in 90 minutes. And I, I, I don't think Chelsea have that. It doesn't matter what else you do. Set as many fireworks as you want. Boo every time we boo every time we 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 make a mistake, um, whatever. I do not think this Chelsea team, bar one or two um, individuals, have that mentality where it does not matter what you do to try and put us off our game. We are better than you, and there's nothing you can do off the field that will change that or or kind of um, level the playing field against us. That's definitely a good point that you've raised there. So I'm going to come back again to you, Timson. So, obviously, you know, disappointing one-year loss. And one of the interesting things that came out of it was um, Tuchel at the end of the game, you know, his post-match conferences, he said, um, if there is something I could do, I will try it um, in relation to attack. The key for me is to have a clean sheet. It's a different game against Man United. The game was more open and there were more chances. So, 
it has been a question, you know, by some of us, you know, the pod in, in regards to, you know, Tuchel's coaching of the attack. Is it an area where whereby he's actually interested in and excels in, or is is it like a problem for us? So, what what are your thoughts on um on that? Because I know you've also wanted the, the change to four three three, and do you think that could potentially um cause um solve any of these issues that we've seen of recent? Honestly, um, I might be seeing it a bit too um simplistically in regards to why I want the four three three especially now because the 4-3-3 made the most of um, the squad that Tuchel inherited from Lampard and the managers and their signings from that. Um, And he got the best out of the current playing squad. Now he has the opportunity in the summer, um, obviously uh, ownership situation being resolved, providing to um, really mould the side. And one of the reasons why I'm an advocate for the system change now, mid-season, before he's had the chance to do that, um, in his words, major surgery, is because we're still leaking goals. Um, so even if we have the solidity of uh, three uh, three centre-backs, we're still leaking goals. And um, I think we, 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 were, we were at the top before, kind of, we were at the top of the league before Ben Chilwell and Reese James kind of um, unceremoniously took, uh, got injured. And to be honest, the back, that, that the back three system, um, whatever variation of it, relies heavily on those, on, on creation of chances from the wide area. So the gap between, the, the gap in quality between Reese James um, and Aspilicueta and Ben Chilwell and Marcus Alonso is so great. I believe that a formation change um, to kind of somewhat kind of re- minimise their absence as kind of just the fullbacks and give emphasis and put added responsibility on the three attackers in a 4-3-3, as well as um, having a dedicated central midfielder, which could be Mason Mount, it could be Cobber, it could be Ruben, it could be any one of those players kind of that does their best work in the final third, um, giving them added added responsibility of contributing in the final third on the attacking end um, could help mitigate the loss of uh, Ben Chilwell and Reese James for periods of the season. So that's the that that's that's the main reason. Um, so I just don't understand why he hasn't made that decision. Obviously, I know there's people who benefit from uh, the back three. A lot of people say Thiago Silva, but I would also say a lot of people overestimate um, Thiago Silva, underestimate Thiago Silva's ability to play in the back four, not kind of um, several times a week, but he can play there. Um, he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't go from the classy defender that he is now to a complete liability in a back four. Um, I think you'd probably see uh, Rudiger or Christensen do that well before him, even though Obviously, those two are out the door, but those would be the probably centre-backs that are playing with him this season. So that's my reasoning. And I just feel like it would get a lot of players playing in positions that they not only feel more comfortable playing in, um, but also want to play in those positions. Because our midfield too, whatever combination it is, gives the let's just play, let's just keep it neat and tidy vibes. I'm sorry I've kind of... um, Granted, a little bit there, but that's just how I feel about um, the system at the moment. No, I definitely think it's fair. It's fair enough um, in, in terms of the, the creeks. But I've got a couple of questions. So, obviously, you know, you mentioned the reliance on the wingbacks in this current system and the need to ch- and the want to change to a, a fullback. But 
do you think that change will be enough? Because if you've still got Alonso and Aspi as, as fullbacks, are they giving you enough going forward? You know, we saw against Tottenham, it, it took us to like the 65th, 70th minute until Aspi really gave them Ziyech an overlapping run that, over, that, that actually opened up the game for him. So do you think they can actually offer that? Or do you have another um, idea in mind in, in, in that regard? Uh, and because we're reducing the reliance on the fullback slash wingback system, um, you can still play a four three three where um, kind of France played it to an extent with kind of um, with Pavard in the sense that anything he gives you in the offensive end uh, is extra. So you're now taking the primary creation and attack responsibilities away from uh, these players who are downgrades on. The, on, on Reese James and Ben Chilwell and you're now putting the emphasis on the guys essentially you want to, the attackers, the ZX, the Hudson Adoys, the Pulisics, the Timo Werners, the Kai Havertz, you're then kind of um, reducing the attacking load for from Alonso and Aspilicueta and saying support when you can, but it's these guys that should win the game in the wide areas. So you're just minimizing so anything they give you from in, in, in that sense is is extra. Fair enough. And do you think those players in the wide areas would give enough to win win games? Um, none of them have at this point in time from a consistent basis. But at the same time, I also think that's when you can co- you can correctly allocate blame or ask questions as to why, because you've now created an environment where you're allowed to they're they're in the you've created an environment that allows them to play their best football if you asked each individual. If you asked Hudson Adoy where he where he would play, him and Pulisic would both say left left wing in probably a four two three one or a four three three. If you asked Ziek, he'd be saying starting wide right of a four three three cutting inside. Um Kai's a bit Kai's a bit different and probably Mason Mount starting deeper in an eight is his primary position um to kind of contribute from from an attacking end. But you, you've given you've given those guys I mentioned, um, Bar Mason Mount, the system that they want to play, and in their opinions, and in most people's opinions, get the gets the best out of them. You can now ask the question or start your analysis as to why they're not performing. Why aren't they doing that in the in 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 those in those preferred system in that preferred system? And then you can kind of make tweaks, make changes, or make tactical adjustments accordingly. Fair enough. Um, Jerry, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think overall, um, our, the, the the foundation of what, what Tuchel's managed to build in the past, well, let's say, 13 months, is it? Um, 13, 14 months, how long it's been, um, <clears throat> is, 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 uh, it's been quite good. And he's based out on the 343, which was an on-the-spot solution. Um He's always been a flexible manager, so it's not like he's wedded to it. Um, if I'm playing devil's advocate, the reason why he um, stuck with it is because um, I think it's it's got a nice balance, um, which he spoke about <clears throat> in the interview um, he did. So it, it kind of agrees with his way of uh, looking at football. Um, so... You know the, the focus on on the spaces um, and having overloads in every single area of the pitch, um, which three three four three allows you to do. And if you've got if you've got a young fit squad, um, it's it's you know it, it makes sense. But um, obviously we've had issues with with 
creativity. We, we've had issues with, um, you know, losing our fullbacks. And if you look at last season, Liverpool had the, a similar thing with their centre backs, and they didn't adapt and they, it, it wrecked their season. And we've not we've not had it that bad, um, but we've 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 had a similar thing here. If if we can resolve that by change of formation, I think we would have seen it by now. Um, maybe maybe I haven't seen enough of the other formations to make that conclusion, but um, I think what we need to do, what, what Tuchel needs to do next season is address the problem. Um, because I think it was, was it, someone said, um, I can't remember who it was, but um, someone said like in football, like a problem is not just going to go away. You have to address it. You have to do something. So um, listen, he's had enough time to, you know, identify the problem. We're coming into the summer. Uh, maybe, uh, we got, we got to do something. We've got to try something because um, we're still in attacking purgatory, Babs. Boy, <laughs> Jerry, we, we were talking about that. Was that even last year even, maybe? I, I don't even know, man. It, it, it's, it's, just all a blur, it's just all a blur, man. When, when will it end, man? When, when will it end? Because we, we've been talking about this, this attacking issue for, for so long, even from, from last season. And one The reason why I find it so interesting is the fact that Tuchel acted so fast to fix the defensive issues and create a solid base. So, for me, if you can if you can improve the defense it, from from where it was in, in that regard, surely there's something you can do for the attack. I think surely. You, you, you know what um, I'm, I'm I've been trying to look at it from a balanced perspective, right? Because usually the truth is somewhere in the middle. And if you look at attacking play, I think I was watching Real Madrid, and <clears throat> obviously football there's there's nothing new under the sun. I mean. You've seen hundreds of football matches. Um, formations are very similar. These are all professionals. Um, so I was watching Real Madrid and they're well coached. They get into a lot of the same positions as we do. They take up a lot of the same positions as we do. Um, but in the attacking phase, creativity is um, such a big part of what happens. Um, in the, when, you're, when you're defending, it's all about accuracy, right? You've got to be in the right position. You've got limited space. Um, it's very like one and zeros. Creativity, there's some managers who can coach that um, and some managers choose not to. So when Tuchel came in, he was talking about solutions um, that he wanted the players to find by themselves on the pitch. Um, and I think he's gone that way. Maybe maybe this is a squad that maybe needs a bit more um, attacking structure, shall we say. Um, because when the, creati- um, when the, when the, the main uh, structural creativity from the wingbacks, the, the the position of the wingbacks, which is Tuchel's contribution to our creativity. Um, when that's gone or when, when we lose that, um, there's nothing else in the system but um, the, the, the players to put up on themselves. So for me, if you have, um, it, I, I don't know if you observed this, but I was just watching the Real Madrid players and the, the, like the, the choices that they were making on the ball were just like, it, it was just not it's not one single person doing something um, drastically different. Um, they've got Carver Howe who crosses the ball similar to, to Reese James. I'd, I'd argue Reese James is on the level, if not even better than Carver Howe. But just the speed at which they get the ball to him um, and the way they do that, which allows the space um, for him to just have all the time to pick out pick out the ball. Um, and the thing is, we, we do that as well, but it's the frequency which, with which they do that. It's every move. It's not um, for eight minutes in the game. It's every time they get the ball. Um, 
it's just decision making that that that's the conclusion I came to. Maybe I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I just feel like it's 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 almost silly to say, but I I won't know until I see different players in the system, especially the attacking players, um, because we've had this group um, under Tuchel for um, the, the whole of his tenure. Um, Lukaku is the only one that's come in, um, and maybe we need to refresh something that suits the three four three, or we go towards the. 4 3 one or whatever. But I always think a squad should be able to handle two or three formations. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to yeah. do, you know, be able to play everything, but yeah. Yeah, it was a good point you just made. And an interesting discussion we had early on um, in the chat was um, around opportunity signings. So I just wanted to get your explanation on on, on that, Jerry, because I was a bit confused myself. So I just wanted to get like, your, your, your thoughts around, uh, around that. Right. So, um, you know, we were speaking about, I think, signings, right? And um, someone in the group was saying, let me try to remember, that, you know, yeah, I think Dan was saying about how Chelsea fans, uh, you know, kind of reacted to not getting certain signings, like the, the statement signings, um, for example. And it just made me think, like, listen, I have the same distrust of the club that these people do. Um, maybe I, I, I'm not, as extreme about it, but you know when you see like certain people getting roasted on Twitter, and you're like, oh, Loki, Loki, I agree with them. It was just me saying, "No one's there." Like, hey, I, I agree with you, boy. You're, you're, yeah. you're gonna have to get cooked. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, maybe not to as extreme lengths um, as they've gone. But um, Timson, do you do you, do you, you want to jump in? Yeah, I just wanted to pose. Um... I just wanted to get your thoughts on this kind of opinion I've come to um, over the last couple of days. And um, the opinion is uh, 97, 100 million, whatever it was on Lukaku was the cheap option from the board, the scouting department or whoever made that final decision. And I've come to that process because um, instead of, when you're comparing um, our attack to Manchester City's and Liverpool's attack, um, realistic, realistically speaking, to get to that level um, in terms of overall quality and in quality and depth, you're going to need like um, two, three, maybe even four, um, if you're including the creative midfielder, um, at, at um, kind of 40 to 60 million um, as the going market rate to close the quality gap on those two teams. But the board and whoever made that final decision said, do you know what, 100 million on Lukaku, on one player, one striker, um, irrespective of kind of if he stays fit or not, is enough to close the gap on those two teams. What's your take on that? So you, so you said it's the cheap option, right? Yeah, I think it's the cheap option. Instead yeah. of spending... Do, 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 when you say cheap, do you mean like cheap as in lazy or... Yeah, so instead of spending, so instead of, as I said, instead of buying like three or four players at like kind of um, 40 to 60 million um, to increase the quality of depth and um, and the positional strength of each position in the attacking, in the attacking setup, we've then, we've just spent a hundred million on a spearhead um, in the hopes that that would then close the gap offensively and overall on City and Liverpool. Okay, so I think, now I'll, I'll I think. Wait, what's, what's that? Sorry, so I'll pose a question to you. So you've said that, but 
we've seen us do that. You know, we spent 46 million on Zia. She spent that on Timo. We spent that on Pulisic. So, like, we, we have done it before. It may not have been smart acquisitions, but I think we, we have done both routes. So, I, I think it's definitely, like, an interesting one to look at. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you, Jerry, to, to get your point off. Um, I think in terms of it being the cheap option, um, trying to improve the attack, uh, I think it was something that Tuchel wanted. Um, and obviously the first choice was Haaland. Um, it was well documented that the club spent a lot of time negotiating, trying to get that deal done. But the, the insistence was he'd move the year after. Um, all, uh, um, and I think what, this leads back to the original point I made in the group is where it's almost every summer we have these drawn out transfer negotiations with a player in a key position. <clears throat> and like, obviously it's your, your striker or the, the person who has the responsibility of getting goals in your system is a key position. Um, but I think where Chelsea make the mistake is they make, they try and sign a key name for a key position rather than just looking at quality. Um, which is why when we don't get the, the 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 like top top guy who's like undoubtedly like good um you know a player that everyone agrees that is gonna add quality to your side um, obviously there's always that element of doubt because you don't know but um there's certain players that we've tried to go for um if you look at with a 20 vision of hindsight um it would have been good to have, have them in the squad um so I think what what we do is I think we we're not I don't, when, when you say it would have taken a lot a lot of money to catch up to their level um and 100 million was a cheap option i think what city do is they identify players that are quality great players but they're not necessarily stars um and that allows them that allows them to, to pay 50 60 mil for um, each player but i mean apart from Grealish, i don't think they spent um over 100 mil so it's just we like to take less risk. Um, I think the, well, that, that's how I, th- I, I think the club um, sees it. Um, so if you if you get these um, players at like 28, 29 who have seen it, done it, they're ready to go, um, then I think it's, a, it's an attractive option in um, a circumstance or a club where you're changing managers and you have to have like a... Um, a, a pool of players that you have to you have to draw from. Um, so I think when when my my to, to, to round off, I was just looking back at all the transfers that we'd done um, and kind of the ones that weren't the first option. Um, and I phrase it as the the opportunity, like the signings that were opportunities, but every signing is an opportunity. But it was the ones that were second choice. Those signings. Um, I think if you look at most of them, um, they haven't worked. They've had a negative effect. So it's logical to think to look at that process and go, okay, if we're just gonna waste money on these guys, um, we need to look at this. Some we need to look at something um, in in the identification of, of of talent or whatever it is. So that that's how um, that's how that came about. I don't know if that made that made you understand what I was getting, um, what I was trying to say better. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So, obviously, you know, this summer there's been a lot of um, players, you know, to be confirmed leaving. 
So in terms of Rudiger and um, Christensen, but also seems as though Aspie and Alonso are also leaving. So I kind of look at this as the sum of each opportunity, you know. It seems as Jorginho wants to go back to Italy, um, Pulisic, Ziyech and Timo, you know, they look like they're, they're looking to leave. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. So do, do you guys think this is an opportunity or do you think there's a bit of a risk in the fact that when you lose so many players, to replace all of them in one or two windows is... It's going to be a pretty tough ask because you're going to be expecting so many players to really gel into a squad in in a quick um, in a quick turnaround. Um, is that to me or Timson? Anybody? I'm just leaving that open out there for you, anybody. Um, I'll just go quickly. I'll just say um, we've we've got so many players leaving, um, but I don't think it's to the point where it's a, it's, it's a completely different squad. I think. If you have loan players coming back, um, that's kind of people who are already part of the club um, that are, could supplement the squad. I think if you if you look at the, the, the pool of players as a whole and you, you you say where where do we need to fill gaps or where do we need to improve, um, you can do something with the squad, and then that kind of dictates what you do in the market. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what I just had to say on that. Um, I'm one of those people who's going to look at the glass as half full in the sense that I was heartbroken when Eden Hazard was definitely leaving the club, but I was also um, optimistic because the reliance, the over-reliance of give it to Hazard and he'll do something would have to end because obviously he's not going to be there. So that will kind of change the shape of the team um, and will progress as a result of that. Not to say Hazard um, was a regression, but the team would have to evolve. And um, with those players um, that you've mentioned, Christiansen, uh, Rudiger, Jorginho, um, players, um, not ne- maybe not necessarily Jorginho, but players who benefit from the current system, um, gives us an opportunity to say, okay, maybe we get some players who um, aren't wedded to a back three system to get to, to maximize their, 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 their abilities. Um, maybe this is the opportunity to kind of um, start afresh and um, try to go, go in a different direction. Um, because obviously the direction that we've had at the moment obviously isn't getting us any closer to Liverpool and city. So um it doesn't have to be overnight. It doesn't have to be um, from the start of next next season's kick first kickoff. We need to kind of have closed the gap and be ready. I'm happy to kind of um, I'm I'm happy to um, transition properly over over the course of a season, two seasons, even longer, um, depending on the visible progression, the the, the, vis- the visible progression. But um, I think it represents, those players leaving represents an opportunity for to give the manager what he wants in terms of a team and his image, uh, which is what a lot of Chelsea fans want. Um, because I think everyone's everyone thinks there's uh, Tuchel's the right man for the job. So it gives him the opportunity to... Um, oh, you, you just said everybody thinks. Are you trying to say you, you, you don't think that? Uh, no, I'm saying I think I, 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 I look at um, kind of hypothetically look at who could be manager if not for Tuchel and um, for a really long time I was like yeah I don't think there's anyone that could just do the job that he's doing and I don't and 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 it still remains the case now Um, 
but um, I'm kind of like, uh, if he did leave, like if he left himself or whatever, um, I'm kind of looking, I'm kind of reminiscing about um, Ancelotti. But um, to be clear, um, I love Tuchel and I want him to kind of be given every opportunity and every resource to kind of make the squad in his image and um, be given the resources he needs, he, he deems necessary to kind of compete with Liverpool and City. So um, that's where I'm kind of getting at. So it gives him the opportunity of um, getting in a squad because I think they looked at something like um, the number of players from different managers. You've got like kind of obviously a couple of managers, like four or five players from Conte, um, from Conte's time. You've got a few players from Sari. Then you've got, I think you've even got kind of Aspilicueta as a Di Matteo guy in regards to when he came in. So you've got a lot of players that were brought in under different managers. And this gives uh, Tuchel the opportunity to bring in um, a few more players that kind of um, under his un, under his stewardship, um, which can only help him implement what he's what, do, whatever it is he wants to do. Do, do you know what? Um, I don't even think he's got as far as... Um, I think if, if, if you look at... The, the, the players that we have in our squad, um, you don't even have to go as far as com- like completely changing everything. We just have like no manager is going to have completely twenty two of their own players. I think if you just get the squad to a point where you address the weaknesses, that like the basic weaknesses, then Tuchel can start to see like what he can do because, um. Like that—that's how you build a squad, right? You get the foundation. Um, so for me, I—I even like this summer. I accept you're not probably not going to see ten guys go, ten guys come in. But all I want to see is just the weaknesses in the squad addressed. That—that like that—that's it. For one summer, however many signings you need to do that—that that, that's debatable. But just the weaknesses need to be addressed. Fair enough, and yeah. So obviously, it does look as as if um, Ted Burley will be coming in with his consortium. So. Where do you guys see the potential for opportunities to come within the summer? So obviously, you know, Jerry, you've made a good point there in terms of there's also um, internal solutions. So with players coming back from loan, you know, here and there. So where do you guys see the opportunities to be fixed? And if you were to give me three, what, what would they be and where? I'm going to start with you, Jerry, on that one. Sorry, can you repeat that? So obviously, you know, it's a summer opportunity. And with new ownership coming in, you know, the whole statement signing thing, yeah. So, where do you think the the potential for you know opportunities to be met within the summer is, and where where would you want them to be? If I pass to ask you for three of them, three positions. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Let's assume that uh, Abramovich has you know said to to Burley that you know you need to commit to spending money on the squad, which I I read in his um what's it called. Is a statement that he made today. Um, so let, let, let's say that we have a, a solid budget, right? Um, I think you want to address the centre back position. Um, for me, Ampadu is going to come um, back from loan. Um, Colwell, um, Gilmore, sorry, centre back. Um, yeah, Ampadu, um, Colwell. Um, are, are the main the main guys? Um, we we obviously sold uh, Gurhi. So if if you're looking at those two, you say, okay, what does Tuchel think of these guys? Um, a couple of weeks into preseason, um, that tells you 
you're, you already know you need one centre back because Rudiger's leaving. Um, Christensen is likely leaving too. So for preseason, you just look at these, um, you, you negotiate one deal, and if one of the two is picked up by Tuchel, if both of them are picked up by Tuchel, then you say, okay, we don't need any setbacks anymore. We can focus the money on other areas. Um, because we still have Chalabar, who, aside from a two-month, let's say a month or two months of the season, has looked um, well beyond his, his years in terms of defence. We've got Thiago Silva for another year. We've got um, Rhys James who can play there. We've got um, App. In, in emergency, we've got Saar. Um, so you don't, it's not necessarily an emergency in defence. Um, as much as we're leaking goals, I don't feel like it's through defensive quality or structure. I think we're just making a lot of um, hashtag uh, individual errors, um, FC. Um, so defence isn't a, a priority for me. I think we need to get one defender, one centre-back, um, and that's where I'd put a chunk of money into. So let's say we have... 150 million, right? That's the average amount we spend in the summer. Um, 50 million, 50, 60 million. Um, similar to, to, to City, we sign someone who is um, quality first. That's what we want. Um, I don't know who that is, but next I'd move on to um, two signings in, in, in the front position, in the forward positions. So whether that means uh, Werner, Pulisic, leave, um, whatever the shakeup is, um, I think that that's where I'd focus my three signings. Uh, a a centre back, actually no, sorry, no, no, sorry. I, I, I almost forgot. I, I was I was going, and then Marcus Alonso flashed, <laughs> flashed before my eyes. Uh, I was waiting. I was thinking, Mar- Drew, I know Mar- you're Mar- one of the biggest Marcus Alonso haters. Marcus Alonso flashed before my eyes. Uh, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not a hater of his. I just think um, the 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 weaknesses in his game. Um, when you add that to him being off form, it's just a dreadful experience for everyone involved. Um, so I just think we need someone in that position. Don't get me wrong, he's done well. He has good attributes. And when he's on form, he's he's a, he's a, he's a good option to have on that left side. Um, but yeah, we just need to strengthen that area, shall we say. The, as you said before, the drop in quality um, for the for the full wing backs is, 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 is intense. So I think, you know what? I'm going to shake it up. We need... A left wing back, right wing back in the stri- uh, summer up, up up front. <laughs> Those are the positions I'm giving you. Well, you're a left wing, a left wing back, a centre back, and someone up front. So Tim to them. Uh, left wing back, right wing back. Okay, um, so you changed the centre back. Oh no! Oh, oh no! No, actually, actually, sorry, no, no, no. Left wing back, centre back, and someone in the front area. Fair enough. And someone to get goals. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Where do you see the opportunity, Timson? Cool. Um, honestly, I don't think we will, um, personally, I don't think we'll upgrade um, in terms of outsource a new uh, fullback on either side. Um, obviously, Leon didn't make Champions League, so they're not dropping 10 million on Emerson. So I think he comes back into the squad. Um, but in terms of what I hope, uh, what I think we need, um, I think we need about four players. Um, I think maybe three we can three we need to outsource and then one can be brought in so um a defensive midfielder um first and foremost just if we do make that move to a if if we do make that move to a different system or just someone who's defensive minded um to kind of um cover the defense whether that's a three or four um cut off passing lanes win the ball and give it to um uh, and kind of help us transition from defence to attack very quickly um, is useful. Obviously, we are Chelsea Football Club, so um, most games will have the majority of possession in the league and um, just in, com- in in competition. So they also need to add value in attack as well. So a high level kind of sitting midfielder is um, on, on on my list. Um, a central midfielder, just to kind of um, if if we lose. If, if we're losing um, more than one um, a central midfielder, uh, to be honest, I think this is someone, this might be someone we already have in-house. So um, if you look at the people who have been on loan, it's clear who probably that front runner is for coming back into the squad centre mid. Um, 100% a playmaker, um, just because I'm looking at kind of um, expected goals and expected assists and the numbers are quite low. Um, the numbers are quite low if you're looking at it across all competitions. Um, like Mason Mount is has our highest expected assists at seven point one. Um, in all competitions this season, um, he's got fifteen. But then next is Reese James with five point three expected assists, and he's got seven. Um, I just don't think we. Um, I just don't think we have somewhat. There's an inevitability in terms of there's going to be there's going to be chances. So we just need to bide our time and make sure we take the chances that do come. So a playmaker is yeah. definitely necessary. Um, a centre back, for sure. Um, we've got Levi Colwell um, coming in. Trev Chalabar. Um, Trev Chalabar as well. Uh, we've still got Thiago Silva, but we need someone who can complement Silva um, with additional legs around him. And also we need someone kind of not too, not as young as older than the other two guys I mentioned, uh, capable of being the um, lead centre-back in a pairing when we have to rotate Thiago Silva. Uh, obviously, if we talk in the group chat and you guys know I love Nico Schlotterbeck, even though he's quite young, but um, he's now off the market. So someone who's um, kind of coming into their prime or just entering or, or, or kind of um, a couple of years away from their prime would be ideal. And um, last but not least, um, which I think is really important, a left-footed right winger, which is very different from Ziyech. I did a thread on my I did a I did a thread on Twitter about kind of the the, the profile of um, right wingers that I want uh, someone who can definitely contribute with goals but different to Ziek and the guys that we have now 
does their best work, the majority of their best work off the ball. So similar to Timo Werner in the sense that willing runners in behind, um, a problem with their movement and that kind of constant in behind threat, but also able to beat a man, which Timo isn't able to do. Also beat a man one-on-one when you do come across like a Burnley or whoever in um, that are just willing to kind of um, set up shop on the 18-yard box. So I've done kind of a profile of someone who, uh, of a couple of players that I quite like with those attributes. Um, so yeah, that would probably be the um, someone, um, a, a, a position that I would like filled for sure. Fair enough. And that brings us over to our next um, debate. So you spoke about the elite creator, you know, in the group chat, we had a big discussion, you know, about, but we'd rather an elite creator and elite shoot. And, and for me, since since last season, I've wanted that guy to come in and help us create because I, I do think we are lacking in, in, in that department. And it shows in the XG, you know, it, it shows in the amount of like high quality chances we're generating. And if you compare that to us and City, there's, a, there's at least a 15 to 20 goal gap in potential there already. So I really do think that the best way to do that is, is by getting an elite career. And obviously... I wanted to bring you two on because I know Timson, you sided with me on the elite creator and Jerry, you strongly disagreed and you had thoughts to um, have a preferential for an elite shooter. So I'm going to let you kick us I off. I think Jerry. it was a, a strong disagreement. I think yeah. Okay. No, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I I'm, maybe think... I'm, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm putting a bit too much spice. In it. I, want, I want to get the debate going in it, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to get your, your, your thoughts. So do we lack creativity or are we just not good finishers? Um, so the way I approach this is, um, we obviously have had seven, eight attackers rotating. Um, so we've gotten the chance to see, um, a lot of these guys in action. And I just thought what we're, we're not going to get seven players seven different players. So if we're just, look, if I'm looking at the, the squad we currently have and what I'd prioritize, I think, yeah, we have an issue of creativity. Um, and the, when we play teams like uh, Burnley, etc. cetera, uh, that problem is amplified. But in terms of the, the overall quality of our squad, I think a lot, some of that can be addressed with instruction. Um, there's just times where it's not, uh, I'm, I struggle to, to, to think they don't see the passes. Um, they must do, um, but they, they choose not to play them or they, they choose a safer pass. And, and I think that can improve creativity because, um, we can open up these teams a little bit quicker, um, give these players a bit more space. Um, and I think outside of that, the base level of, um, creativity in certain positions. So, for example, we, uh, we've got quality in Rich James, at right wing back. Um, ben Chilwell, when he's um, just to start of the season, was, was showing what he could do um, when he was on form. I think Kovacic has been a, a, a revelation this season. Um, he's carried on the on from last season. Um, and I think Kante... When he's when he's when he when he's flying, Kante is very creative. Um, Mount at certain points can do that as well. But I think what what we lack out of, out of everything is um, just someone to put the 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 ball in the back of the net. I think to varying degrees we have creativity. It's like it's like if you're looking at a bar graph 
And they're both, if you're looking at the bar graph, you've got creativity on one side, uh, finishing on one side. Like, they're both low, but, like, shooting is lower. Like, <laughs> so I just think <clears throat> if you're early, if you're asking me this question and you're framing it within, I can only get one, then I'm going to prioritize creator, uh, sorry, uh, an attacker. Um, because, yeah, it might be a little bit boring, but how many times this season, looking at Chelsea specifically, um, how many times this season have we been, dominated the game for large periods um, and we can't we just can't finish them off um, and I mean we're, we're, with creation we're the, the way the Premier League is there's always like your team will always have um, a, a, a um, how do you say a, a period of the game where you have the momentum um, and in, in that period that's usually when you create the majority of your chances um, and I think if we had a lot, of, a lot of the games this season, if we had someone in, to to capitalize on those periods um, where we dominate possession, um, but for us it's not a twenty minute period; it's 70 percent of the game. If we had someone to capitalize on that, we'd be a lot better off, um, I think. So, yeah, maybe we have an issue with creativity. Um, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I just think I would like to prioritize the the the, the shooter. Well, that doesn't have to be a striker. Just someone who, who can finish these chances. Fair enough. And Timson, give me your argument. Cool. Um, the current system, as I mentioned, kind of when we do play that two um, in midfield combination, it's very much keep it neat and tidy um, in that midfield two. Um, the system right now is kind of built to protect the core of the team and just make sure that we're not um, killed on the transition until it's kind of built to um, facilitate or allow a goal scorer sorry. to blossom. Sorry, Timson. Let, let me just sorry interrupt you there. Tuchel, what Tuchel said um, disagrees with what you just said um, because he played. He said he played the system because if you look at the spaces in relation to attacking. Sorry, if you look at the the, the structure of the team. In relation to attacking and both both attacking and defending, um, the three four three allows you to have um, people in good space in every area of the pitch. So he was demonstrating how you you can move the ball through the three four three in the attack um, from back to front. But when you're defending as well, if you want to press, there's air, players in every area of the pitch to press. Um, so I think. Protecting, like protecting the the, the team, um, I think is is a bonus, is a benefit. But the, I think the initial aim was was structure. So um, what I would say to that is, um, yeah, system wise, um, they're in good positions. But in terms of the combination um, that we typically saw, Kovacic, Jorginho, or Kante. Um, Jorginho to an extent um, it very much gives kind of um, yeah neat and tidy vibes uh, low risk in terms of the combination so whilst the kind of system has um, the opportunities to allow for um, moving the ball structure um, the system that the tactical system the tactical setup within that um, is very much like let's not take any undue risks um, in the middle of the park, which is where a lot of teams kind of find their creation is what I would say to that. Um, so um, just continuing, um, I feel like because it's 
it's largely done it, the structure allows us the structure the focus of the structure kind of ensures that we're not done in transition um it might hinder us from a creativity standpoint in the middle of the in the middle of midfield especially with the personnel that um kind of regularly played there when we were at our best um until it kind of until it's kind of built to facilitate goal scoring or kind of prioritize goal scoring um you kind of need a striker who can do a little bit of everything um hold up the ball running behind help with the initial counter press um the closest thing we've had to that under two calls probably now at roma um and we according to sources the guy that we spent 100 million on um can still score but um he's saying that the counter press that kind of helps us overall at this point in time um takes away the tracks from his offensive ability um so right now i feel like you need um an underlying structure to ensure that kind of um a net goal scorer and a certified gunman is beneficial to everyone else and i don't think the current um i i don't think um the current setup in terms of midfield personnel allow for that so um with the chances we we look at the looking at the Everton game in isolation. As soon as we went one nil down, I said this has got one nil all over it because unlike a Liverpool, unlike a City, there's not an air of inevitability. Um, not because they don't have um, our finishers or um, the guys in the attacking um, phases for us are so behind in regards to kind of taking their chances. Um, there's no inevitability in terms of when they're, when, when, when they're trying to break a team down because the chances that come from those attempts to break a team down are so few and far between. Um, because if we're constantly making chances, there's there, there comes that air of inevitability in that um, yeah, they will put one of these chances away at some point. But with us, it's so rare that we that the get the, 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 the time between when we make these chances is so wide. Um, teams don't have don't don't feel that underlying pressure of they're going to put one of these away, and it doesn't play on the back, and, and it doesn't kind of haunt them um, in defending and inadvertently apply pressure. So with someone who can create out of nothing, um, an elite playmaker. Um, the amount of chances that we'd get would go up and um, those guys would be able to take those chances even if their finishing doesn't improve. Um, because if the quality of chances improves, um, surely they'll just take, they'll, they'll take more they'll, they'll take more of these chances um, because they'd get more opportunities to do so. I don't know. Um, because the, 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 the increase you're talking about is I mean what yeah actually that, that's my question what is the increase in chances you're talking about how so let let's say on on the average game we have what twelve shots six on tar- five six on target what 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 are you, what are you saying the increase in creation um, is going to go to with the increase with this um, acquisition. Timson. Yeah, so um, obviously it's hard to quantify, but let's say um, we use kind of our base top um, assister or top assister at this at this point in time. Um, so Mason Mount, in terms of assists per ninety, um, he's got like um, his assists per ninety is zero point three nine assists, 
which gives him an expected assist um, expected assists of seven point one um, at this point in time for the season. Even if we get someone who's given us um, a zero point zero point eight zero point nine per game. Um, the expected the the expected assist is going to be um, far greater. So if we're looking at 0.91, um, and we're kind of correlating that, well, you're looking at um, kind of a lot. You're looking at um, two, even three times the the number of expected assists um, this season uh, that Mason Mount's got. So um, just someone more creative. It, obviously, it's that it's definitely going to have. Um, a snowball effect in regards to the the chances that we create and the goal and, and the goals that we score, but also um, what you can't track is the kind of as the indirect pressure. So when defenders are tired, trying to hold out that lead, like an Everton were towards the end, um, obviously they were buoyed by the away the by by their home fans kind of cheering them on, but. Um, Obviously, it adds to fatigue when um, team when when you've got um, when a team you're coming up against a team who has a reputation for creating chances and they've kind of created good chances um, during the game because we have that elite playmaker. Um, it just kind of goes, oh, we need, I can't make a mistake, I can't make a mistake. But when we're creating so few chances um, per game, it doesn't kind of play on defenders' minds as much. And there's not that sense of inevitability that I want Chelsea to have when we um, when we try and break teams down and score. Thanks. Um, personally, um, I, I definitely agree because when, when you look at it, as you just said, don't we go one 0 down? You know the game's over. We've we've I think we've dropped eighteen points from leading the positions. You know this season. So um, and when you really think about that, Justin tells like how many points that is. What is that? That's what eighty four points. That puts you at the top of the league, and obviously you don't win all those points, but it just it just goes to show you just how many points we're dropping from the position. So yeah, we do score goals, but we're not scoring enough to actually like really push through. When you look at the XG that we've, we've actually um, generated versus Liverpool Z, we've generated sixty. That's five more than Tottenham, and seventeen off of City, and twenty-one off of them Liverpool. Like I understand why people want an elite shooter, but. I don't see what this elite shooter is going to be shooting. You know, like you're you're not going to just shoot like no chance. You need to actually create those chances and put the chances on the plate for the yeah, players to actually let like, do it. And then, and then when you wait, so wait one second, Jerry, and then when you actually even look at even deeper, you look at Liverpool players, look at the seat players, their um, XG performance and overperformance is in line with our players. And I think the best um, comparison when you look at um, the way we create chances and um, the way we score goals in terms of the spread is City and. None of their players really have scored more than 10 goals this season. You know, Mount will be, I think, their first or second top goal scorer in the league. So it goes to show you that when you do have creation from all sorts of avenues, everybody eats. And I do think we have enough players for people to to eat a lot more than what they are currently doing at the moment. Is well, I th- well, I think if you have another Mount, let's say the, the Mount's numbers this season, right? If you take our squad and you add another Mount, um, in terms of the, the the someone who's able to get those numbers, um, don't forget elite shooters can actually sorry create in their own way. Like, but the the, the thing with being um, a, an elite shooter is the level of chances you need. Um, you, you don't need clear cut chances. Um, it's not a given that you're going to get clear cut chances. Obviously, you you want to create them, but 
Um, some, for example, there's there's just days where you you come up against someone in, in the Premier League and they're in a relegation battle and they're fighting for their life, and every player is just on a hundred percent running around. There's no space. Sometimes you won't be able to create a chance. That's just how it is. But um, there are players where you just need to get them in 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 an area where they can do something. Um, and I think what what these what 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 getting the elite creator um, will, will allow us to do is increase the quality of chances. Um, but the thing is, when I see this squad with quality chances, it doesn't really fill me with confidence that it will convert. Because while the elite creator will be creating the chances, I mean, what are we talking about? Are we talking about three or four one on ones a game? Are we, are we talking about like? Some of the chances we create are like pretty clear cut. Like um, that, maybe the the stats don't recognize them as clear cut, but I feel like um, looking at looking at them, like like a lot of them should have done a little bit better. A lot of these chances they should have done a little bit better with them. So I don't know. It's, 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 I, I'm just not convinced. I'm not just. I'm not convinced. Um, and there's there's so many uh, times where some. Like we'll have a period of play that doesn't look like a clear cut opportunity, but you're just you're. It's almost like someone gets the ball out wide and they cross it in, and you look to where the ball's gonna go. The ball's gonna go there, but no one else has seen that the ball's gonna go there. Um, and how many times do we have matches where we just aimlessly cross it in? Um, there's not much movement. Um, if it is, everyone's in the same place. Um, no one's no one's getting across the, the the front post. When Havertz does it, he does it sporadically. Um, that was Lukaku's bag, um, but obviously we know what's happened to him. Um, and I think I just would feel more comfortable if there was someone in the squad who you know, okay, I'm going to add goals, um, and I don't need necessarily clear cut chances to do it um, because. Listen, even elite shooters miss clear cut chances. Um, it's just that, like, how, how many times have you seen someone um, score a hat trick and they'll get like eight chances in the game and they'll score like the three hardest chances? Um, because, yeah, it's it's easier to score these chances, but it can't be the only type of chance you can score. Um, I just think we, the chances we create. Um, yeah, they may they maybe not be clear cut, but they're somewhere in between half chances and clear cut. All right. Um, and I'm also, also, you... sorry, just 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 to round off, I think the frequency in of the games that we create absolutely nothing is not, um, in it's not um in the majority. I'd say. I think, if maybe if you go with a elite shooter, um, you're addressing something that is a larger majority of the season. I'll just finish off there. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I would say, all right, so here's one of my reservations about the prioritization of um, an elite shooter, because when Lukaku was firing at the start of the season, we were lauding him for the game against Aston Villa where he scored two and barely had the ball or barely had an opportunity. Um and it's great to have that guy who can score those goals. I would rather fix the issue upstream 
which is what is the blockage um the blockage of like chances not coming to the um coming to the the goal scorer whoever that may be up front um and whilst i do like um i do appreciate a top striker being able to create their own chances and create and score from um kind of scraps i think um there's still a reliance on that player to put the ball in the back of the net um irrespective of his condition with a playmaker your kind of um let's say our center forward is having on an off night with our elite playmaker okay um he's not finished the chance that have come to him maybe um it's someone else's night maybe it's the x night to score um we've got an elite playmaker that can that can put other players in positions to score um in high quality scoring positions so um it also makes it harder to stop in that sense because um you're kind of like um yeah anyone can any anyone can score these um higher quality chances that we're now creating as opposed to um okay we just need to keep on this one elite goal scorer um and chelsea create the chances that they create um and if he's not on a if he if we if we've done our job and put him off um they they find themselves in the same position that we find ourselves in now. I just feel like there's more avenues to score with an elite playmaker in the squad as opposed to an elite goal scorer. Mm, I I see your point, but um, in in terms of those those periods where you know your elite um, shooter is out of form, I think. Listen, elite creators can be out of form as well, um, and then you're back at the same back at the same point. I think that that's that's an issue that can affect both both sides. And uh, with 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 um, if we assume that both are on song, um, and you look at you look at the the opportunity cost of one as opposed to the other, I think for me it just it would it. And it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a striker. It could be a, a, a wide player who's dynamic and is able to um, find angles to, to get shots at goal. Um, it could be a traditional striker, whatever it is, whatever fits, um, you know, the, the the way we play, whatever, um, whoever can, co- can contribute goals um, and doesn't need um, that much to do it. I think when, when, when Lukaku was scoring goals, um, I don't think his general play um, in in that, in that period where he was getting a few chances um, and you know scoring goals, it wasn't as if he was playing really well um, and then but only getting one chance. Um, he was almost he was definitely a, a, a part of the problem, um, a, a part of the issue. Um, and you know, as much as we were. I think a lot a lot of people were saying at that point in the season um that we we don't suit the way but well we're not playing to Lukaku's strengths. Um and whether Tuchel got it wrong or he misjudged the signing, um he wanted a reference point. Um and you know it, it in terms of if you look at Lukaku's strengths, um he definitely has it with it within him to be a reference reference point. It may not be his prime, um, like his, his his main, um, like his main bag, but he definitely has it within within him. Um, but he just hasn't been able to produce that side 
um, to the same level, um, someone like a, I don't know, let, let's compare him with some of the same teams. So the way Havertz general play um, has an impact on, on in, in our, our attack. And I think if you have a elite, um, if you have an elite shooter, um, that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean their um, actual game is, is doing nothing. They're not contributing. Um, sometimes having an elite shooter can create just by the threat of them being there. Just the, just the threat of 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 the, that player draws people to um, their position, leaving space for others. So I think it's not. I've I just I'm seeing positives. Um, sorry, more positives than negatives for having the elite shooter. Babs, you wanna um, add something? Yeah, I think I think you guys have both raised really good points and. For me, I, I still do stand on the, on the side of if I was to only have one, it would it would be a creator, just just to like really boost the, the rest of what the, the lineup is able to do. Because can I give you way guys some homework um, in terms of looking at if you look at um, and this is for the listener as well. If you look at um, the last um, few games, um, the Real Madrid second leg and just um, the last couple games, and you can see it yeah. in the next few games. Particularly when Timo Werner and Lukaku are playing, um, like against United, Lukaku came on, and um, I'm not saying that he. There were so many times he made runs, or um, that just weren't that weren't either weren't spotted, or just um, the ball was placed sideways instead. Um, there was opportunities. Timo Werner does it a lot um, in terms of he run. He likes to run in behind. And we don't have that um, person willing to make that um, progressive pass or um, the quality to to punch it into those progressive areas for them to run onto, which is um, one of the issues that Lukaku suffers. Um, So when he does make those runs, um, it would be nice to have a playmaker to put him and Timo Werner um, into areas. And then we can say if they lose it or they don't do anything with those balls that 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 they're asking for, um, then you can then then you can look at them. But um, my issue is um, these guys are trying to they're, they're trying to make runs, they're trying to do things. That Lukaku's not just standing around going give me the ball. He's actually trying to do things, and for whatever reason, um, we just don't have the personnel behind him in midfield. Um, that is on the same wavelength for kind of accommodating him with the kind of balls that he wants. So it might be interesting to have, if we had that playmaker, that would be um, playing progressive passes to those two guys so we could see what they want when they receive the balls that they want instead of relying on just saying, here's the goal scorer. Yeah, that's that's a good point, to be fair. That's a good point. Um, Joe, what what do you you think? Um, I think I just want to round off by saying, you know, ultimately, um, if if you're looking at this within the limitation of just one player um i think at this point without bringing in any other um factors um it's very difficult to say one is going to work definitely above the other wherever you pick i think it's just down to a matter of like what you prefer um so i can see a creator working i can see an elite shooter working just as well um i think if you ask me I, in, a, in an ideal world, I sign both of them because um, I think we need both. But 
um, I think it's a, it's 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 just an interesting debate to see what what people value. I guess definitely, definitely. And let's let's run on some listeners' questions. So, first question from Amprash is: um, Is it a big big risk to lose all so many senior centre backs in one season? Obviously, in relation to um, losing um, Rudiger, Christian, and possibly Aston. We're going to start with you, Jerry, on that one. Possibly, possibly, but um, if you get the recruitment right, you in in six months, you, no one will be talking about the centre backs that have left. So um, no one's talking about Lovren. Um, he was experienced, and he left. I'm not saying. Man, I, mean, <laughs> hey, I don't know if that's really a good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good example. But, uh, okay, David Luiz. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we lost yeah. David Luiz. When was the last time yeah. anyone spoke about him? So Very I think it's point. just if you just if you um, are able to replace them well, um, well, we'll be fine. Okay, next question from Man Like Joe: um, Which players in the current squad can stay past this summer if we plan to close the gaps to City and Liverpool? I'm going to go over to you, Tips, on that one. So, what players would you look to keep within the squad that can help to close that gap? It's probably easier to talk about which players I think need to go. Um, and you know what, Tim, I'm going to stop you there. We'll definitely do a Patreon special, hopefully, on that one. So when it comes but, to transfer, we'll okay. really do like a, a dissection. But give, give us a little preview. Um, no, let me just give you a couple of players then that I think um, would be helpful um, if we're going to do a preview about it. Obviously, the obvious guys, the fullbacks, I think, Alonso, Aspi need to go. Um, in regards to Joe's question, uh, players that, uh, I think um, Hudson Adoy, um, he's just that guy that underlines that underlines that monster. That kind of um, all data suggests more minutes should be necessary. Um, him being out of the squad hasn't done his chances of staking a regular claim in the squad um, any harm because whether it's Timo, whether it's Pulisic, um, or anyone else nobody's kind of ran off and established themselves on that left-hand side. Um, yeah, he would have had a chance. Yeah, so um, yeah, so he's someone that um, I think has the highest upside. Um, obviously, some people will argue Pulisic. Um, I'm happy to debate anyone on that, but um, for now, uh, I think he's definitely someone that I would keep. Obviously, Kai Havertz, Reese James, Mason Mount, those are guys who are um, Reese James in particular. Um, I think you're looking at someone who um, will probably be staking a claim in the next couple of years as the best right back in the world. Um, and then Kai Havertz, obviously, he's um, he's a project. Um, kind of kind of um, him, the money that we spent on him, his potential and how we kind of extrapolate that potential and get it down. Um, I'm not 100% convinced this has a striker, but um, yeah, there's... Um, a lot of potential. So I think um, he, he definitely needs to be involved and Mason Mount um, and Mason Mount because of his energy um, work rate and um, yeah, just his affiliate, his, his desire and passion for the club uh, for sure. Fair enough. And the last, well, not last one, actually one more question then from Keen. He wants to know, do, do you think, should we seriously look at Kamara as a, a free signing? Do you think that'd be a good opportunity, Timson? Uh, obviously, I've just mentioned um, any any report, any scouting report I've um, kind of read on Kamara and people that um, are kind of well versed in Kamara 
have kind of highlighted his um, inability to defend wide spaces. And if we're going to employ him as a centre-back in the Premier League, then he definitely needs to kind of, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to press high. So he needs to be able to defend from the halfway line, um, which obviously leaves a big space in behind him. If we're going to use him as a sitting midfielder, um, I would want him to be able to anchor the midfield by himself and allow two midfielders to press in certain games, especially against kind of um, weaker teams in the league. Uh, He needs to be able to um, kind of um, manage and anchor wide spaces to prevent uh, transitions on whatever side of the pits they arise. And because he doesn't have that full mobility, um, he's just someone that it's it's an, it, it's a non-starter for me. So I wouldn't personally look at him because um, I've seen him in transitions looking at kind of clips from Y Scout and it does, and it, and it does, it is an underlying weakness. Fair enough. Well, well, well put there. Um, so the last question from Miles, with uncertainty around Chelsea at the moment, if the club does cease to exist, <laughs> would you end up supporting another club? And if so, who? Personally, no. I, I don't think I can bring myself to do that. I'd probably just be a neutral. I don't know about yeah. you guys. Um, I'll, I'll watch, like, if there's a big game on, I'll watch it. But other than that, yeah. I'm, yeah, I don't I'm think cool. I can bring myself to support another club. I can't, I don't, I can't imagine and just kind of um, tying myself to another club, especially to the to the limits where it affects my mood the way when Chelsea lose or when Chelsea have a situation going on. I just don't think I could kind of um, find an affinity with another club to the same degree. So yeah. like you guys, I'm, I'm a neutral now. And last question from me personally. So we've obviously had that debate. So if I was to ask you, Tim, so for one name for, for an elite creator to sign this summer, who would it be? Oh, one player, an elite creator. Oh, oh, oh. Do you know what? This guy would be, um, he'd actually be, he'd probably play wide right. Um, so I'd probably say uh, Take Kubo. Fair enough, fair enough, the Madrid Loney. And um, Jerry, if you were to get an elite shooter, who would it be? Um, a realistic one, as is anyway. Is, is Haaland realistic? Oh, I don't know about probably, that one, man. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, let's pay the second installment to Inter so we can get the real Lukaku. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end the pod. So, guys, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Yeah. All right. And, guys, don't forget, you know, use the hashtag. Give us your thoughts. And make sure you let us know what who you agree with and, and where you guys are. So yeah, peace. He done it! The greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club. European champions. They've beaten Bayern in their own backyard. They found the Holy Grail after adventure fraught with danger. And Dropper may never play for Chelsea again. Say that money is power, so when you get money, keep quiet and ghost, ghost. 
I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have guap, so I hit the post. But next time it's a golden goal. And it- Sports Social Podcast Network.